Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Psychic Visions Podcast. This is your host, Jason Zook. And this is Megan Kane. We're in the midst of a spiritual revolution. Our mission is to share and explore mysteries of the paranormal universe with our guests and you, our listeners, as we discuss healing, spirituality, life after death, and more. Psychic Visions Podcast, more than meets the eye. Hi, welcome back to Psychic Visions. I'm your host, Megan Kane. And Jason Zook. And we are so happy to have you back. We are so excited because today we have one of our friends. I think someone, everybody who's listening to this show, every all of our audience is going to know the name or know the work he's done because this is, I don't know, cult classic for people in their 20s, people in their 30s. We've got an amazing person here with us today. And Jason, are Super you excited. excited? Are you excited? 100%. I know that this guest is going to resonate a lot with our audience, especially younger members of our audience, also older members of the audience as well. So it's across all spectrum. Let's bring him on. I don't want to wait anymore. So <laughs> we have Zachary Gordon here with us today. Hello. Welcome to the show, Zachary. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. And I can't wait to get into it with you. And also for the viewers out there, whoever's tuning in, appreciate you. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're returning, thanks for checking out this episode with me. And I hope you enjoy what you, what you hear from all three of us. Because those of you who know Zach, I'm sure most of you do. So Zach is a very accomplished actor, screenwriter, voice, voiceover actor, and not musician too, which we're going to get into. His most, I think a lot of people know you from the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. You started so young in this industry. Can you tell us how you got into it? What made you want to be an actor? And how did you get into this amazing line of work? What gave you, promoted this opportunity for you? Sure. So as I, I always say, I did a lot of press tours as a kid. So frankly, I can give you the long, <laughs> detailed, all over the place story or just the press answer, which I feel like is ingrained in me at this point with mm-hmm. a lot more that I'm willing to share these days now that I've, I think, graduated from pre-pubescent right. to now grown. So that being said, when I was about four or five, I would walk in the grocery store with my mom. People would come up to us and say, wow, your kid's so precocious. He's so entertaining. You should put him in, <laughs> stick him in a commercial, stick him in a movie. And my mom right. was always against that. I think she wanted to protect me. I have two older brothers who are, I like to think pretty sane as well, if I can call <laughs> myself sane. Being said, I never forgot that. When I was about seven or eight, I had a friend in elementary school who started going to this acting class by our school. I was telling my parents, you have to let me sign up. He's going. Please let me go with him. I went. Apparently, I wasn't a big fan of it. Apparently, I wanted my dad to pick me up halfway through it, and I made a big scene about it. I guess it was a little more homework than I right. wanted. And at that age, homework was scary. Still is scary to me. The teacher there ironically submitted a headshot of me. And the way it works in my industry is that the film industry, film and television, is you have an agent, you have a manager, casting directors will send out a breakdown. It's called a description of a character they are reading 
for a movie. So let's say Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, they're making a new film and they need a young 20s dude who likes to wear pink and I don't know, maybe yeah. he smells a lot, right? <laughs> right? So agents, managers will look at their client roster and go, okay, who's our young 20s dudes who can read for this role, who would be right for this? So whatever the breakdown was for that particular role, my acting teacher at the time, I took one or two classes, whatever it was, right? She sent in a photo of me the role must have fit my description, called up my folks. And she was like, he's got an audition. They're like, what's an audition? Wow. I remember I rehearsed a bunch of jokes to say when I went in the room, which I would never do these days. <laughs> something <laughs> so something about a blind man in a grocery store buying oranges. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I, I must have had, again, this quality where I was fearless, trying to capture that as the world tries to take that away from me as I get older, all of I had this confidence. I had this youthful charm, whatever it may be. Thank God for that. Thank God for my parents and my surroundings. And they liked me so much. I actually didn't end up getting the role, but they wrote a part in the movie for me, which by the way, guys, for wow. viewers out there listening, that does not happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just a testament to the fact that someone was looking out for me. Someone yes. knew that this was a part of my destiny and it was supposed to mm -hmm. happen. I left the class. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I just wanted attention. And then the homework mm -hmm. part scared me. Remember, I right. that far back, but yeah, I was a seven or eight year old little peanut and, and that opportunity <laughs> manifested itself that unfortunately that role ended up getting cut out of the film. So I got a taste of how the business works through there. I was able to get meetings with agents, managers. So it was, it was a huge blessing. And looking back in hindsight, it's just a clear sign that I was meant to do this. And you got your shoe in the door. And then from there major way. And that's so cool because I do feel like people that are just meant to be entertainers. There's people that have this charisma and you see it like you guys know you you see it in different kids sometimes and you just see people who like you could tell they're very they're so well into it. They're so good and they're so good at their job. It's so believable. Like you are an amazing actor and it's because you just were so natural with being able to perform and have that fun personality. And I think that's so awesome that that was recognized and those opportunities were presented to you. So you took <laughs> it and ran with it. That's so cool. I love that. So from there, you got auditions and then where did it go from there? Obviously auditioned quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Worked on some voiceover projects, cool gigs here and there. And I think it's a nice segue to obviously the work that people know me from, right. or at least recognize me from most would be mm -hmm. the Diary of the Kid franchise. So that was another one of those things, not to jump the gun and talk about manifestation, but... Yes. <laughs> You're speaking our language. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. That's why we're here. <laughs> outside of that happening, the acting class, the I'm catching the bug, so to speak, of wanting to be an entertainer and actor, right. which by the way, when I was a young, even a younger peanut, two or three, I would dance in front of the TV to like music videos of insert artist here, Michael Jackson, who... Yeah. I it's just something that I, like you were saying, you see it, you feel it. And, and again, thank God I had parents that let me. Supported you. Yeah. And they believed in you. For sure. That's, mm -hmm. it's invaluable. That being said, going back to what I was saying, I had an audition for the Wimpy Kid film franchise. And a couple months before that, I had just started reading the books. I remember I saw a classmate of mine in school reading them. And the great thing about that book series is I can speak for myself and maybe a couple of my friends at the time. Reading is hard when you're a young kid. You don't want to read. It feels like a chore. It's hard to find the excitement in that. And Wimpy Kid was the book that really allowed me to fall into reading. I think it's been that book for a lot of kids who were that young still to this day. Ironically, I wanted to make a movie about the film before I got the audition. 
So that's amazing. Wow. That's gave me chills. So you pretty wow. much saw that coming. I think that was an intuitive moment for you. I think you in the end manifesting, but also I think manifesting sometimes goes hand in hand with destiny. Like you are knowing there's a calling, there's a pull, there's a feeling you start manifesting it, but it's already. I'll tell you, it gets crazier. I got the audition four months later. So I was bummed that I couldn't make the film myself as a 10 year old, but I remember I had a couple of auditions. I sat at my kitchen table. It was three days before my birthday. I drew a picture of the front cover of the book series. The author of the books made a a movie diary, it's called, where they actually Mm -hmm. made a book about the filming process. So any of the viewers out there curious about it, there's a whole book. There's three of them about how we made all the films. It's brilliant. Remarkable. This picture is in that book. I drew the cover of the first Wimpy Kid book at that kitchen table three days before my birthday. I said, my birthday wish is to be the Wimpy Kid. And I sent it to my agent. Now, that being said, there's, there's a whole mix of why this is crazy. So I'll cut to the chase. It was a nine-month audition process. So if I got that audition, let's just say January to make it easy. Not, it wasn't until nine months later I got the role. Fast forward four and a half months in, there was a point where they had cast someone else. I wasn't even the job. I didn't even get the job. Someone else was a better fit because I, I was up for a TV show and I had a better chance at that. And then the TV yes. show didn't end up working out. And then the person who was originally cast wasn't part of the project anymore and Wimpy Kid. And then they called me back and wanted me to read again. And then I got a movie where I had to shave my head and play a kid with cancer. And they said, you can't read for this unless you can't shave your head. So I passed on that movie. And, Oof, and I'll tell you what, it's just crazy to think someone else was cast all throughout this process. Even when I wasn't even a part of the project anymore, I still slept with the books under my pillows. <laughs> and yeah. When that audition came at the end, I remember normally today I'd be pretty nervous or at least I'd overprepare so I wouldn't be nervous. But you can imagine being in a waiting room or wherever we did that screen test, the final audition. I was around a bunch of other young kids and it can be competitive. You can be nervous knowing that it's you against these three, et cetera. I think there's photos of me somewhere with my legs above my head laughing in the... (laughs) I didn't care. I was just... Like I said, fearless is the word. I, mm-hmm. I just was a ball of energy. And I did that audition, that final screen test callback. And I went to New York for a cousin of mine. He had his bar mitzvah. He was 13. And I was sitting at that table around all of these people that were friends of his. And I said, I'm going to play Greg Heffley. I'm going to be the wimpy kid. And I hadn't even gotten a call. So Love it. two weeks later, I got the call and can't even tell you I was surprised. But again, I just felt like <laughs> sharing that story reminds me to this day that manifestation is real because the only reason any of that happened was I slept with the books under my pillows. I I wanted Mm -hmm. to make a movie about it. I drew the photo. I sent it to my Mm -hmm. agent. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I just knew it. And a lot of that has to do with being a child and you haven't been receptive to the world and the troubles and trials. But again, the doubt. Perfect example. Exactly. I just thought I'd share that because I think it's really cool to to see that coming. And there were what, 10 to 20,000 kids who auditioned for that role. Wow. Unreal. It's literally, it's meant to be. And you're so right. It's, this thing is real. And I believe putting that book under your pillow, a lot of the things like we teach even in, in the metaphysical centers and stuff is like, if you do, if you put things under your pillow, like even if it's a card or a word or something, your subconscious does connect to it. When you go into that astral plane or wherever you go, when you dream, your soul does connect to that. And it is, it's actually a, a manifesto ritual that you were doing that you didn't even know you were doing as a kid. Visualization it, too. It, you had visualization, the visualization yeah. involved mm-hmm. and you and like had the discernment for it. And I think that right. helps a lot. And it's 
have you seen The Secret? Oh yeah, of course. So we, our friend Travis is a big part of that whole movement. That's basically what you're doing. And a lot of people have to like watch it, read the book or watch the movie and be like, wow, let me really practice on my, the pattern, my thought, because thoughts become things. That's how manifestations work. You're bringing that energy, that reality to this reality. So it starts over here in your mind or your think, whatever it is. And you're kind of bringing that into this reality. And that's what you're doing, whether it's through repetitive thoughts and mantras. And sometimes like even people in other metaphysical or spiritual, other religions and stuff like paganism, that they're using those kind of things, even in the Catholicism, when they're lighting candles and they're doing their sage or whatever, it's all part of a ritualistic ceremony type thing, but that combined and they believe in it. So when you combine it, it doesn't have to be a religion, so to speak. It's just when you believe in it, right? So you believe in this religion, you believe in this thought, or you believe in this purpose, And then when you put that energy and that thought and you really believe in it, it really does manifest into something right in front of your eyes. And I know things similar happened to me. I had, I, when I first started manifesting, I realizing I was doing it, I was around your age. I was my earlier twenties or actually I was like my mid twenties. And anyway, I would hold this crystal every day, but every day at least, but especially when I was upset. So when you're upset, your energy is so heightened. And I would hold that crystal same way I would hold a star of David or a cross or anything. I held it. And I was like, dear God, please give me independence. So anyway, I quit and I took a huge risk walking away from the money just to follow my heart to do what I love. And I'm not kidding. Within two months, I woke up one day and my Etsy was going nuts. It was like, ding, ching, ding, 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 <laughs> all these sounds like a ching is a, is like a, a sale. A bing is a like, and a ding is like a message. And it was just going nuts. And Brian's get your phone. Somebody's on your phone. There's a glitch in Etsy. And this is like years ago. It's like 2014. It was a while ago. So I get up and I think it was a glitch on Etsy. And dude, my phone had blown up. I had made like $4,000 before I woke up. It was in like a morning. I was like, what happened? My stuff went viral out of nowhere. And I was like, how did I go viral? I'm just a little artist on Etsy of a million people. And I, this guy ended up messaging me later in the day. And he was like, I found your shop, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how did you find my shop? And he's Etsy sent out an email about your shop. So Etsy sent out an email to millions of people, everyone who's ever signed up for Etsy about my shop. Check out Royal Susie. She makes things with crystals. And oh my, I'm getting chills talking about it. Overnight contracts with Lowe's, Sears, Kmart, contracts, making wholesale for making nothing and taking this huge risk to follow my heart and my passion over what I was told or thought I was warped or needed to fit into this mold for society. And by taking this leap of faith as having this blind trust in myself led me to where I am now. And here I am chatting with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is where we are. And there you were following your heart, following these manifestations and these thought patterns. And when you open up, anything is possible. I know you've won awards, but if you want other ones, let's manifest it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because you have these and you have the secret. That's the difference is you actually, you're very tapped in. And what's so cool is like there are a lot of people in our age, like 20s and 30s that are tuning in a lot more sooner than people normally tune in. People tune in usually when they have something traumatic happen, like a near-death experience. They're going to die or they're diagnosed with something. And then they're like, oh my God, I need to connect. But for us, it's happening on a different level where you can actually use it to make your life better rather than try to be like, oh God, let me save it at the end. For sure. I have to ask you this because in light of everything that you've talked about today, when it comes to spirituality and manifesting and the things that you're alluding to today. If you could share with our audience, what's been one of the most significant spiritual experiences you've had? Ooh, man. (laughs) 
I think outside of realizing that I was manifesting at a young age, yeah, I'll tell you something. It's not a particular instance. It's just that it's just recognizing that there's something much bigger going on, especially not just me as an individual, but just all around us. Every time I've gone through something, I would say hard, difficult in my life, whether that's more often than not, it's the end of a relationship. I've been in, in a few relationships in my lifetime. They've been very painful when you lose those people, when those people leave your lives, so to speak, that friendship, that bond, that connection. And every single time, I'm not even kidding, every single time, and work in my industry isn't what I would call consistent, whether it's music, whether it's acting, but at most of the time it's been acting. Every single time, a role has popped up. Something where I am supposed to channel everything that I'm feeling, I have been able, if I have chosen to see it, to, to channel all of that emotion into something. And I think it wasn't until maybe a couple of years ago, I realized this, like every single time, even things that were very painful in my life outside of relationships, it's just that the relationships were the catalyst to make me realize that there was always something there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, here's something painful happening. Now go do what you're supposed to do, which is for whatever reason, I have to channel whatever I'm feeling into the work that I'm doing. If that's mm-hmm. a role, if that's a song, I just have to. And if I'm not doing it, I don't feel good about myself, which is just something that I'm learning about myself. I think in terms of spirituality, it's allowed me to go, hey, I know I want to do X, Y, and Z. I know I want to mm-hmm. go hang out with my friends, go right. waste away the day, maybe go sit at a poker table. I'm fascinated by that game and the mathematics behind yeah, it. Yeah, I like um, poker too. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. super fun. But when I'm not doing insert creative activity here, writing, acting, music, responding to fans, people that want to connect with me, that are kind enough to give that time to support me, when I'm not feeding the beast of or the machine of the idea of I am an entertainer, I'm here to either provide levity or to make myself discover what the answers are, whatever it is. I feel good when I channel that energy into giving it back in other ways. The cool thing about my profession is it's giving it back in a way that can propel me. Yeah, technically, financially, hopefully, things crossed at a better Mm -hmm. level. But it's really, I would call it spiritual. I would call it a way to connect with people because that's what it's always been about for me. And the pain that I've gone through, the pain that we've all gone through, I can find different mediums to channel that. And that's awesome. No, it's a film when it's a song, which is more now more than ever. It's Mm -hmm. a song. The coolest thing about a song is I am in control, complete control. (laughs) It's your baby. (laughs) And you are so good. Like I told you this before we went on, but y'all listening. Oh my God. He is, (laughs) he's a triple threat, everything. And your voice is so good. So good. And it's, it has the best melody to it. And are you writing your music too? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for wow, saying that. by the way. I've Great got, writing too. Thank you. I've got a lot of songs that are coming down the pipeline. I've yeah, finished recording two. There's a third single that mm-hmm. is going to be done in the next few weeks. And then once I have, I think four, or at least when the fourth's on the way, so I'll give it a month or two. In the meantime, I'm going to get my album or single artwork photos taken, decide what I want the vision to be, what my six-month plan is for an EP, so essentially five songs. But I want to start with singles, and I'm going to decide which I want to release first, what the vision is. So answer all these questions. Music first, write, record, figure out what that 
vision looks like, and then I'm going to execute. So I'm really excited. Wow. And I you saying that. Creative downloads. Like Megan and I talk about this all the time. I'll be in the shower and I'll think of a podcast idea or Megan and I will talk and we'll have all this stuff that we creatively just, it's off the chart. <laughs> and I think my creative downloads have increased ever since I've gotten close to Megan because she's like this lightning rod of creativity, as I'll call it. And I want to ask you for your perspective. You mentioned creativity, but I wanted to see if you could share with us what it's like for you when you have a creative download, like when you're in your zone and that song pops in the head with the lyrics or whatever it is. How does that work for you? I love your analogy. I love your phrasing. Thank you. So Jason, I always say the same thing. I'm downloading it from the universe. First off, I want to acknowledge that's so wonderful that Megan, you feel provides that energy as well, because that is such an important thing is to recognize where that energy comes from and who are the people that first and foremost, allow that space to exist or help provide that space. So that's something to be grateful for as well. So that's cool. That being said, I have my phone on me because I am apparently Gen Z, unfortunately, or (laughs) I thought I was a millennial. I don't know. Um, I'm not taking responsibility for either. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I record a voice memo. I'll, like you said, I'll be in the shower. I'll be walking around. I wake up in the middle of the night and I want to go back to sleep, but I get a melody and I just put it down. And a lot of the time they're cool. A lot of the time there's something there and I have to chip away at it. But when it comes specifically to the downloading, if I have a melody, for example, chords, uh, let's just say I'm playing mm-hmm. a piano. Let's just say I'm playing a guitar. Let's just say I'm working with a producer or a, a writer and they start playing a certain melody or a chord structure. I can probably from my acting training for the last however many, 17, 18 years, I'm good at things being different every time. So if someone gives me something that I can connect to emotionally, I have to connect to those chords or whatever that melody is. I can write 10, 20 different songs to it. I'd fill in lyrics over time, obviously, a day, two days, depending on if the idea really captivates me. But it's one of those things where that doesn't mean all the ideas are great. It's just when people like Megan does for you, in my sense, when someone plays a cool guitar riff and I go, and I just start singing or whatever. And then I go, oh, tell me what, like I just sing a melody and then I add lyrics. And then where do the lyrics come from? I'm downloading it from the universe. I want to honor that. If I'm saying, tell me why, what are some of the other phrases I'm saying? Maybe I say something about, I can't sleep at night because something's on my mind. That's really cliche and horrible. Don't use that. But it's so uh, true. Things, you can have that lyric, whoever is the right. same. And then I go, okay, that's what the universe told me I'm supposed to be writing about. That's the melody that came. Let's try and craft the song around this. So who am I talking about? What am I feeling about feeling like today? Who am I thinking about? Maybe a friend, maybe a parent. Maybe I'm angry because somebody cut me off on the freeway and I just want to tell them, I'm not going to yell at you, but if I could, tell me why you whatever. And then where does the song lead me? What do I believe in? So I know I got a little analytical in some ways, but most of the time it's just downloading it and then letting whatever manifest manifests. That's powerful. I love you explaining that because we've been talking about that since we've worked on the show together and just in general, how the value of creative energies and it's an expression of that for you to be able to take and channel any emotions or any kind of experiences. It's I think it's so poignant for our audience to understand that because they could do that as well. Like we, Megan has so many talents. Like you have three hats you wear so far. She wears like 10. And I love like her artistic ability and talent and creativity. So that's why I think that's all part of spirituality in a way that, that people should really know resonates strongly. Let me, let me ask both of you, actually, you, you, Jason, and you, Megan, when you have those creative downloads, how do you 
give in to them? How do you document them and how do you act on them? Voice record on my phone. And then I'll call Megan and say, oh my God, I have an idea. What do you think of this? Or she'll send me a text message with, we share with each other and communicate and talk about our downloads to each other. And it's hard sometimes because you said like you're in the shower, you're driving your car. It's like with the iPhone Mm -hmm. or our phone and smartphone, it's easy, but that's just how we do it is like we'll share our ideas and build upon it with each other. And I get them a lot of times when I'm doing mindless things, like when I'm driving, because I'm a very active person, I can meditate and sit quietly and meditate. But I do a lot of meditating when I'm hiking quietly. Like I like to hike and sometimes I don't have to talk with whoever I'm hiking with when I'm going on long drives. And sometimes when I'm on the computer, just reading things at night and I get in a zone, that's a lot of times when I start having either downloads or I'll even hear things, but it comes in thought. I'll get messages. You need to go to bed, drink more water or whatever it is. But sometimes <laughs> really profound things I should be doing. Even when I met my husband, Brian, I had a dream about him. I was with somebody else and I had a dream that I cheated on my ex-boyfriend with this Middle Eastern man at the bar. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, why did I have that dream? I don't cheat. I don't have dreams like that. <laughs> I forgot about the dream. And then two weeks later, I'm walking in my house and I hear like someone screamed at me and there was nobody around like in my ear though. It was like right here. And it said, you're supposed to be with someone dark. And when I got that, I saw an image of the dream I had where I was with this guy with dark hair and dark eyes. The guy was at the time with like blonde and blue eyed. And I remembered and I was like, oh my gosh, that's who I'm supposed to be with. And then we broke up. Two months later, my mom, I go pick her up from the airport and my mom's intuitive too. And I pick her up from the airport and she's, I just met your future husband. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? This is the one. And I ignored her for like three months. Well, three or four months later, I was praying to God. Actually, I was like, God, send me my person. I'm done. And the next day I woke up and the first thing she said to me was about this guy, Brian, like how the, she'd been talking about for months. And I got chills all through my body and I heard it again. I heard that's the one. And I was like, oh. and I ran over to Facebook and added them and we've been together 10 years. But that's just one of the many experiences of the downloads that I've had. And it could be for personal things. Sometimes it's for things I need to create for work. The older I got, the more I paid attention to it. But you're way more advanced than even I think Jason and I were at your age because there's a lot more acceptance now and it's not as taboo. And there's a lot of things you can research on the internet now. And we didn't really have that when we were going through our spiritual awakenings. But to add on to more what you guys were talking about, I just want to say that there's a show. It's called Celebrity Ghost Stories. And it was a show that came on where all these celebrities like yourself, they would come on and say, when I was little, there was a woman at the end of my bed, or I was at this (laughs) hotel and this guy lifted my sheets or whatever it was. They go back. There's like a sequel to it. The Haunting of... And then the person's name, the celebrity. Anyway, I would say six to seven out of 10 celebrities that they went back, they took them back to these spots where they thought they were haunted or had these like traumatic. And they do a reading. This woman would do a reading and find out it was like your grandfather. You were going through a divorce with your parents. There was either trauma going on in their life when they saw that spirit or was right before a significant moment. And then a lot of these, a lot of the celebrities and actors realized that they had gifts themselves. And that they were actually mediums or intuitive. And I think that and going on that more, I do think a lot of people who have that openness, that charisma, that that ability to connect with people that even they don't know and have that energy that just lands and it connects. I feel like that's also part of someone who's expanded their psyche, so to speak, and also enlightenment. And they're able to connect more than like the normal five senses that we've all, or five or six senses that we always, right? Five senses in my mind. (laughs) I I use so many, so I don't know. We learn to tap into those other things. I do believe that a lot of people who've been able to manifest and be able to put themselves in these situations and also be good 
at their work, whether it's music. I feel like a lot of people are very intuitive who do music, who write, they're channeling, they're mm. connecting, they're knowing what's going to land. It's going to reach the masses. It's just, it's not just like with your music, for example, there has to be so much to make, in my opinion, to make a hit. It has to be the melody. It has to have the right lyrics. There has to be a connection. It has to mean something. It has to hit home. When you have the right person behind it, it can reach the right people. And that's why I really, and I'm not kidding. I'm not, <laughs> I've literally had your song on my phone for, <laughs> I had it playing in my Jeep. I have my store. They're all the people who work for me are like, and they love it. Like we've been playing it on repeat. So you guys, everyone listening, ladies in LA, it's available on iTunes right now. It. And the album's coming out soon. So I know we talked a little bit about that. And I know you have so much other stuff going on. But as you can't, as if you can't tell, I'm very excited about this album. <laughs> I really, I'm just so excited. I want to be at your concert. We're going to be like following you around. appreciate <laughs> <laughs> that. Hey, especially starting off as a musician, it took me a while to start releasing music because I respect people that are willing to put themselves out there, especially in that regard as an actor. I show up, I read someone else's lines, I'm playing someone else, and everyone tells me what to do in music. I'm usually the writer, or at least collaborating with someone. I'm coming up with the melodies, I'm marketing it, I'm putting my stamp, my name, my everything on it. So it's there's a lot more to it. And I have a lot of respect for musicians and artists. Ooh. And now moving forward, it's one of those things where I've taken so much time because I want it to be the best it can be, not just for the people listening, but for myself, because I know how much work it takes. And I don't want to be the guy that has is an actor, has people that will potentially and hopefully listen, but is taking that for granted. And that's the last thing I want to do. And when you tell me you enjoy the music, when Jason says he listens to the song, it means a lot to me because I've spent so many days, weeks, months agonizing over it. And that process will, as it does in acting as well, the work never goes away, but you just get better at doing it like podcasting, like anything. And I'm sure you guys know a lot about how that process has probably shaped to where you are now. And I think that's where I'm at in music is I've got a couple of songs that are ready to release. I'm learning more about what I want to say, how I want to say it. And now the next step is how do I want to release it? How do I want to market it? How can I make sure that I might like this, but how do I make sure Megan also likes this too? Because that's who it's for. It's for me. Yeah. But then it's not mine anymore. Like you were saying, Jason, like my baby. And then it becomes its own thing. So at what point is the responsibility on me? And then at what point is it my responsibility to let go? So that those have been a lot of the questions and things I've been not wrestling with, but thinking about. You're very prideful with your work. And I wouldn't say you're a perfectionist, but I would say that you're close to that. You Good want your work ball. to be. <laughs> we we'll picked that up on a few of the other things you said too. And you could tell you take a lot of pride. And I think for anybody who wants to cast you, directors, anyone who wants to work with you, that's what they're looking for as yeah. far as someone in the business and or someone that's dedicated to their work and not just putting out there and putting a stamp on it. You're making sure it's quality because you've only put out quality. Everything that you've worked on, and I have it all in front of me, which guys, we haven't even touch the surface of the stuff that Zach has done in his career. It's very deep. There's a lot of things that you've done. You've had a lot of accomplishments. And I think it's pretty amazing that, like you said, you had the courage to do a crossover, to do not just acting, but take that courage and and say, you know what? I'm going to put my voice out there. I want people to hear it. I want to be able to express myself and write meaningful, like what I feel like is meaningful lyrics. And I love ladies in LA. I do. I want to hear all of it. I'm telling you, just wait. What I'm working on now and what I've been writing, it couldn't be more me. It came from dark places. It came from painful moments. Like I said, thing that you hear me sing moving forward, 
has been something I have agonized over. And if it's an, me and an acoustic guitar in my voice, no, I've spent months deciding if I should do a produced version or what we would call mm-hmm. a stripped down version of music. Just know that like I'm capturing the pure essence of the day of something horrible happened to me. And I've spent weeks and months making sure every word that I say is exactly what I was feeling in that moment. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is going back to what I wrote in that moment after rewriting it five times. Yeah. Just know that. It's fascinating. Just listening to you describe your experiences is just fascinating to me. It inspires me personally. I think it's amazing that you have, you've maintained this work ethic because a lot of kids who get into acting so young, they're like, eh, I'm done. No more. And that's the question is, did they want to do it? And there's your answer. Yeah. Burnout, well, like avoiding that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's so cool because you've had, and you've had such a journey. You're working on something else right now too. You're working on a movie right now, an indie movie, or what is it you're working on right now as far as acting goes? Sure. Appreciate you asking. So I wrapped a film last week. It's called Max Dagan. It's an indie drama. I play Max Dagan. Love that. Congratulations. Super grateful to be working and doing what I love. I don't take it for granted. I'll tell you that. And it's starring me. It's starring a couple of cool actors. Some of the viewers might be familiar with Michael Madsen, Jay Moore, Rob Morrow, a lot of legends. Oh, yeah, uh, like Jeff it. Ross is in it too, who I'm a fan of. He's really cool. He does all the comedy roasts on uh, our comedy. Yeah. Comedy roasts on Comedy Central. Anyway, yes. been, uh, a wealth of incredibly talented actors as well. But that film is essentially about me and my father has cancer and he's been imprisoned for the majority of my childhood adult life. He's now he's he has cancer, or at least the cancer's finally spread. And I have to convince the daughter of the police officer that he killed to agree to let my father out on a compassionate release. Oh, wow. And it's really it's heavy, but it's also yeah. balancing real. Yeah, it's very real, which is why it was such an incredible opportunity. I'm a guitar prodigy as well, so I got to incorporate my music into the film. For example, like shredding guitar on stage and. I'll touch base on that in terms of manifestation too, because isn't it Mm -hmm. ironic that the last five, six months I've taken my music very seriously and I haven't worked on too many projects really ever that involve music. And all of a sudden I'm starring as a musician. I it's synchronicity. synchronicity. (laughs) synchronicity. (laughs) Literally like you manifesting and being able to do two and that's inspiring you. It's kind of JLo doing Selena. She's a dancer. She's an actress. She does Selena and she's, I love to sing. And next thing you know, she's got all these hit albums that Jenny you know, on the block. pulled out of nowhere. And all of a sudden she's covered in sparkles and a waterfall. I don't know. I think it's so awesome. I'm really excited for you. I haven't heard you play guitar. So that's something yeah. I got to hear. Yeah. I'm going to downplay myself because I think that I'm my own worst critic, but I am <laughs> primarily singer songwriter. I can shred. I'll tell you that when I told you I've put in the work for the last however many years, four or five years, because I don't want to be on stage and people call a spade and I can't play this or that or can't right, do that. Yeah. So I'm, I think at a level where I wouldn't consider myself a prodigy like the role I played, but thank God I put in the time to get to a place where I could attempt and really learn a lot of the pieces that they wanted me to play in the film. So keep your head down, keep grinding and uh, stay positive. Be great. I love just, I, I have to say that. one thing. As Megan and I are talking to you, I'll pick up things sometimes, like a psychic vision, it'll call it. But I feel like you're going to add a couple other titles to what you do, like producer. 
I can see you producing something with a comedy or something that'll be like satire. And I, I can tell you, like when Megan and I pick up on these things, we love to share them. Yeah, I see that. I see that too. You've already had an amazing career, but I just see it taking off even more from here. Like reaching like you're the generation that's always followed you from before they're older now and they're ready for more and something that's on their level now. And that's because you've grown and it's like your talent has evolved with you and the audience that you can reach. And I'm a little older than you. And I know the books, I know the movies, like I know your work, even being just a few years older. So I, yeah, I mean, you're reaching so many different people. And I know that the quality of your work is so exceptional. I can't wait to see your movie. I can't wait to hear the rest of your album. I am a big fan. <laughs> so I'm excited about, I'm excited. I about just want to preface, up. Megan, it means so much to me. No BS. Like it really does. Because especially as I'm trying to cultivate a music career from the ground up, every person counts. I'm not even kidding. Every single person. Like yeah. I said, I sat in my bedroom and, and I still do and write all these things that are coming from the heart. And if one person actually responds to it, it's like, wow, I'm, it's not that I need validation or, or anyone should be see seeking it. It just reaffirms that what I went through was supposed to happen and that people enjoy it or people take their time to listen to it. And that's the thing that I didn't get when I was a kid is I tried to run away from it my whole life. I never talked about it. I was embarrassed about it. So much to the point where I feel like I resented acting up until a couple of years ago. I just didn't even want any part in any of it. And I just kept going through the motions, which I don't think is healthy. I think commit to something and stick with it and embrace it. So it's only recently that through social media and TikTok, I answer like all the comments on my posts, three hours when I put up something to answer everyone one by one. And I know who all the people that come back are. I know because I know time is valuable. Okay. Yes. And we all can choose to spend our time wisely and spend it on other people, investing in other people or doing what we love. And it means a lot to me because it's like someone spending their life validating the choices that I'm doubting all the time. So it's just like right. you saying that. I know I went off on a tangent, but that's how much it means to me, Megan. And you telling me you shared it with other people makes me go, wow, that's two more people, three more right. people. That's why I have more music. Maybe I'll get to meet them and talk with yeah. them and hear about what they liked about the song. Maybe it helped them in some way. Wow. And it's not right. like someone else is writing. It's mine. And that is, that's just what I love about this industry as I've gotten older is acting, music, whatever. I just want to connect with people. And that mm -hmm. allows me to do that on a deeper level. Like I said, something bigger is going on here. And I like, and I'm attracted to the ideas and values for whatever reason, right. a certain way to live, a certain way to manifest, a certain way to think and practice and meditate. And I'm not questioning it. And I'm just trying to follow Rather than go, why is it? I'm just doing it because that'll eventually reveal itself like it did for both of you. Your music yes. is going to heal people. I agree. A lot. And you could tell the song is, it's very catchy. It's very good because you have such a nice voice. A friend of mine, his name is uh -huh. James, a rapper. And this was specifically one of those moments where he's always like, hey, you've been singing for how long and you haven't put anything mm -hmm. out? Hey, Mr. Perfectionist, let's mm -hmm. just go for it, okay? I'm working on this song. Here's how I want you to sing it. Here's how I want you to sound. I'm like, let me do a little bit of my stuff. You did your stuff. You wrote this great mm -hmm. piece. I colored a few elements. I really can't, I don't even want to take away from him. He, that whole concept idea was him. And I just went on and did what I'm good at, which is changing a few of the lyrics to make sure that I can feel like it's me talking. Right. And 
most importantly, using that, whatever you want to say, downloading it from God, the universe, the melody, the way I want to sing, the way I'm feeling, how can I relate to this? So that was, that song is huge for me in a lot of ways. One, it's the jumpstart of me going, okay, can't be afraid anymore. I'm, and I don't know how everyone else feels listening, both of you, but I doubt myself a lot. And I think it's an artist thing um, or just a human thing. That was the big thing because people do enjoy the song and they do listening to it. And I'm waiting for my brain to catch up to people while I'm continuing to write more. All this stuff I'm working on is it's all me besides the producers Mm -hmm. I'm collaborating with. That song has been a huge blessing to me because it forced me to leave my comfort zone. I have to say one thing. In first, I was listening to your music. She texted me and she's like, he sounds like Justin Bieber. It's amazing. (laughs) And she was like, and I know when Megan likes something, I'm going to like it too, but it was like really cool. Just having her just really connect to your music. And I think that's what the power is. It's music heals us. Your music yeah. is going to, your lyrics are going to heal other people across the globe. Mm-hmm. People who listen to your music are going to heal. Megan and I always talk about our favorite songs and how they work into our scenarios. Like if there's a mm-hmm. breakup or if there's a depressing mm-hmm. moment or whatever, you're going to uplift right. you. your purpose. One of your- and clear audience is all about clear hearing. So you have, the different clairs as far as being an intuitive you have clairvoyance which is like your clear seeing your clear audience is clear hearing and a lot of mu- musicians are actually clear audience and have a lot of gifts coming through that direction definitely and i i feel like the way it resonates even like sound bowls or when monks are you know, like oming and like there no there's an energy there's a frequency that comes through a voice right and that frequency hits you it's a, it's literally sound healing and i feel like your voice has that like, those ladies in LA, I'm like, no, not going anywhere near them. I'm so connected to to the song, and I feel like there's certain people that like are supposed to be singing and supposed to be putting their voice out there. And I definitely feel like this is honestly a little, maybe even late. Like you should have been singing a while ago. <laughs> I'm so happy that your friend cared enough and said, you know what, stop being shy or put yourself out there. We know everybody knows you for this, and you've done so much great work here. You're Sometimes we get afraid to try something new. And sometimes that fear can get in the way of your truest potential. I'm just so happy that you were able to overcome that fear and realize, oh my God, I'm so good. And you are like so good. And I know I keep saying that, but I love music, but I love old music. I'll listen to older music and older hits and 70s, 60s. And I like some new stuff. And your stuff is, I've had it on a repeat where I'm like learning the lyrics pretty fast. Listening to it before we started. <laughs> yeah, and I have a few different things I was going to go on that. One thing I was going to say, a lot of people get songs as clear audience. Like they get songs from their guides that help them understand what the meaning is. Like I have an uncle who passed. Every time Elton John, the t- Tiny Dancer or Rocket Man comes on, I know he's around me. It's just the weirdest thing. I get Paul? I get messages through music. Like I was thinking about him yesterday. Yes, Paul. Mm. And Brian out of nowhere, my husband is downstairs. He's been working all day and he's like singing tiny dancer. And I'm like, where did you, why are you singing that? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, did you hear that song? No, I've been working for three days straight. And I'm like, that's Paul. So like, I feel like even people who aren't, don't not even knowing how tapped in and tuned are in, they are, they're getting, they're picking up energies around them and it comes through and sometimes lyrics, sometimes like you might be picking up. Like I know kids pick up around spirit, the little kid looks up their parent or you know, someone in our family is like, I love you. A lot of times it's messages coming through. They're picking up. 
very interesting because the more that you understand and like how we do, how we've grown with our gifts and understood where these random, like the thoughts that aren't yours or like when you're driving, you're like, you need to do this or you forgot this. And that your voice is like your head yelling at you. Yeah, don't doubt person. those ideas. It's third person. That's hundred percent your guides, especially your full name. You're like, oh, it's in my full name. Like They're serious now. Yo, mom. Yeah, exactly. You pay attention to that stuff. And I think it's so cool and interesting that you're finding other ways to channel your gift, which is an amazing gift you have. Are you excited about making music videos too? Because that's going to be like a mix between getting to write your music, sing your music, and, and acting. Like, okay, now we're on film. Uh-huh. We're acting out like what we're thinking about. Are you excited about that? Have you done music videos? What's the step with music videos? Man, I appreciate both of you. <laughs> For one, just believing in me too, doing your research and three, being curious. I just want to acknowledge that. So thank okay. you. It means a lot to me. Of course. Music videos seem like an animal that I'm nervous about. And I should say nervous because I haven't done one. I've acted in one a long time ago. But again, it's the biggest thing about music is I am the boss. I'm not used to showing up and calling all of the shots. Who are the roles? Who am I playing? What's going on? Now, when I write songs, I have visions of while they're being created, what I'm experiencing and seeing and feeling. But I know for certain that it's got to be great and it's got to be everything that my heart responds to. And I like to think if my heart responds to it, hopefully others will. Because I've tried to always just lead with my heart, whether it's acting, music. It's so cool because you have so many different facets of your personality, not just like your talents, but your personality has a lot of different facets. Like when I first got to talk to you, I realized like how down to earth you are. Like you've had all this amazing life experience. You're well-traveled, you're well-experienced. You have talked to all these people and met so many people and you're so accomplished and you're still down to earth. I was telling Jason, but he's like the easiest guy to talk to (laughs) forever. Like you're just, you're so easy to talk to and you have such an endearing, yes, he's so humble and an endearing energy about you. I'm excited because your viewers, people who've been following you, we've seen that you're funny. We know that you're talented. We've seen all these other sides of you. And now here you are and you're almost like your mid twenties. And now we're seeing your different type of roles that you get to play through your music. And that's why I'm really expressing it. He is all grown up (laughs) ladies and he's singing sexy songs. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. That's been a shift for me as the fact that I am a grown man. I felt that for a while, but I think now my physicality has caught up with it. It's always been in the back of my mind as I make this new music. Who is Zach Gordon today? Right? I'm not the little kid. And mm-hmm. as much as I, I think people still see me as that is going to be, I don't want to say a challenge, but it's definitely something that it's something that's there and it's been revealing itself as I've released the song. What are they responding to? What do they want to see more of? What am I comfortable with? Where, what excites me? And I think it's, All of that sounds exciting, right? Who wouldn't want to be the cool, sexy, thoughtful, and hopefully still funny and charming? Yeah. (laughs) You got it all, baby. (laughs) I think it's figuring out what aspects I want to lean into tastefully and more importantly, leading with my heart. Wait till you hear my other music because some of it's going to make you cry. Some of it's going to make you scratch your head and maybe some of it Mm -hmm. is going to make you want to see me dancing. I think you're doing a great job. And I think you had a really like a nice transition too, because a lot of people who have these child career, childhood careers, it's hard for them to transition and have that same following from like adults and not be seen as this little kid anymore. You know, it's a lot of hard. It's hard for some of the actresses and actors to 
evolve. And like you said, you're so mindful of the people who are listening and watching. And I think that's what's so great about this. So I think people listening to your music are going to know, yes, it's coming from a place in your heart and you're finding that healthy balance of what makes you happy that fits for like your path. And I just think it's really cool that you've been able to like transition because I even looking, if you go and you look at your Instagram and other social media, you can see where you've just grown so much, obviously as a person and physically from going from this really funny, cute, adorable little kid. You've grown into this very handsome, articulate, talented man. And I think it's just so cool to see where you've grown and where you're going. And I'm really happy that you're one of the people that is an influencer because you have your head on your shoulders. Absolutely. And I've enjoyed so much just getting to know you. This has been awesome, Megan. I'm like just saying your vulnerability and your relatability and your ability. You're so, just, just you're so real. You're just yeah. one of the most real people. We appreciate it. We love everybody's come on show, but I don't know, I'm just so impressed with you. And I just, I'm so thrilled. We got to have you on and that our guests are, we're able to learn more about you and there's so much depth to you. And I just can't wait to see all the projects that you work on. Cause I think anybody would be so lucky to be able to work with you. You've got it all going on. You do. You're so talented and humble. And like I said, there's just, I can't say enough nice things about you. You deserve it. You deserve, you deserve to be that wimpy kid. You deserve to speak it into existence before you even got the part. You deserve all the work that you've gotten from that, from your voiceovers to even doing cameos, like on How I Met Your Mother and other things like this. You've had these amazing, that's how Jason actually loved that show, by the way. You are a role model. No matter what you do, you are a role model. You're a role model to me. And I'm older, like you are inspiring, an amazing talent. And I'm just so honored that you came on today. Wow. (laughs) I begin. Thank you. Really, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to even talk about these things. And you guys provide that value, not just to your viewers, but to me as well. I appreciate that tremendously. I'm always down for any type of open conversation. I think that's why what both of you are doing is so important and why I was excited to talk with you both because wow. I'm Mia, man. I, this has been so much fun for me. <laughs> it's because I think if I can even say this, I think the world needs more. We need more depth. We need more honesty and authenticity and people like yourselves that are willing to, I don't know. I don't care if people say certain things are taboo or things are out of the ordinary. It's, I don't think there's anything wrong with speaking your dreams and the ideal life that you want for yourself into existence. I'm, I don't know. That's what makes me sad when I think about that is at what point as a society, as human beings, did we lose that where we can't celebrate each other and we can't say, Hey, Let's be an actor. Let's be an artist. Let's figure out why we're doing those things. And maybe it's uncomfortable to go, I just want to make money or I just want to be famous. Or maybe I want to do X, Y, Z, connect with people or build a brand, whatever it is. I think first and foremost, it all comes back to, again, hand it full circle, what you guys are offering, which is a place to explore those thoughts, ideas, and ask those questions in an honest and safe environment. And I think that's invaluable. And I'm always, supporter of any artistic endeavor that involves everything we've talked about. I hope I did that justice. I, I rambled oh, yeah. it. My head oh, is yeah. trying to grasp. I'm trying to download. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank really. you. Very well yes. said. Yes. As always. Yeah. We're doing a trip out to LA and in a few months we'll be coming back out there to meet with some of our executive producers and we're going to come out and 
link up with some people that have been on our show and that we've got going on some other shows, but I'd love to link up with you if you're in town when we come out there. That would um, be I would, wonderful. It'd be wonderful. amazing. <laughs> I, I want to hear you play guitar in person. <laughs> you, you will. Hopefully yeah. at that point, I'll have a couple of either one or two or three songs out and I'll have rehearsed them enough to where I can schedule some live shows and maybe it'll work wow. out perfectly. I would I, love that so much. Synchronicity will line up. Yeah. And just FYI, I am a great whistler. Right. Oh, and by the way, she does an amazing uh, alligator call, but we won't okay. get into that. <laughs> That's too funny. I actually do have an alligator call, but I wouldn't record um, it unless I was like Duck Dynasty and we can record it and play it for gators. What an alligator call meaning you have a device okay. that you would. I, no, I have it from my throat. Like I am the alligator call. So I'll tell you just real quick before we wrap up, we'll tell you a little story. So we were camping and we were at this spring in the national forest. And we went out at night with a flashlight to look at the spring. It's like bright blue at night. And we see a gator and it's like got red eyes. And it's like, looking. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's a gator over there. And I'm like, I'm gonna call it over. So I'm like, gator, nothing. And so I'm like, it's not listening to me. So I said to Brian, I go, I'm gonna do a gator call. And he's like a gator call. I'm like, yeah, because I've heard it. I'm from Florida. I know what they sound like. So I, I did this. it. And I'll do it for you. I make the funniest face when I do it. And then we're on video, but whatever. So I, love it. On. I can't think about my face when I do it because it has to be like authentic. Hold on. Ah. Ah. So anyway, I did that. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I did hey, the gator call. Not do that again because I like not having gators around where I am. <laughs> I know. So I did it and I was like joking around. And then I looked and it was gone. Like it was way across the spring. And I'm like, oh my God, it's gone. Where is it? And I'm going back and forth. And I'm looking all over the smooth light and I'm looking, I'm getting closer to me and I look straight down. And we're all like on this little bridge, just four feet off the, the little like inlet that goes like into the other spring. And it's literally Zach, it's right below us. And it's like Peter Pan gatoring me. It's like on its hind legs. And it's like going like this, it's like up out of the water and it's got its mouth open. It's on its hind legs, like paddling on the front. And it's looking up at me and Brian with its mouth, literally the gator on Peter Pan. Like I've never seen a gator do this. And it was like probably about three or four feet of water. It's up on its hind legs. And it's just looking up at us, like looking right at me. And it's, you called me and I like it listened. And so you're the gator whisperer. I did. And so I did it again. I love and it. It started going in circles underneath me. And I was like, oh my God, Brian, we got to get out of here. Ran back up the trail to our campsite. I thought it was a fluke. So now we're hiking because we're big hikers. We're hiking in another park three three weeks later, Alafaya, another Florida park that has gators. So there's a gator in the middle of the lake and Brian's joking with me and he's like, do your gator call. And I'm like, okay, I think it's not really going to work. I was just messing. So sure enough, I mean, it's a big, huge lake and there's one big gator right way out in the center of it. And there's lots of like tourists looking like, oh, it's a gator. So sure enough, I do my gator call and that thing goes like this. Look at this way, this me, it looks right at me. And of all the shoreline, I'm talking like miles of shoreline, right at me. And Brian's like, no way. And then, so I do it again and it echoed across the water and it just, I did it again. And it came at me. It's right for me, dude, to me. And I couldn't believe it. So then I, it followed me up the shoreline and it was like a big drop. Nervous at all for your safety at this point? I grew up in Florida, so. She doesn't have fear. I don't have fear with gators, really. (laughs) No fear. Or with a lot of things. I'm a big, I was such a tomboy for most of my life. And then I just, I don't have fear, especially with animals and out. I just had a lot of experience with it. So I know like not to push certain boundaries and mating season, things like that. So it sure enough followed us. And we were on, we were on a, like a, what is it called? Like not a cliff, but like a mini, I forget the word for it. 
but it's a, you know, like a little rise. So we Uber, couldn't get us if we wanted to. Like a yeah, it was the, the land was like almost went down as an old mining place, like where the they were mining the land. So it just looks like it's a mountain, even though it's Florida. So anyway, it went down, so you couldn't get to us. But we've been to many parks since then, and every single time the gators come to me, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Or they move, they like move, they're looking for me. I don't know. I used to think it was a mating call, but someone heard me do it recently. This guy, this old Florida guy, and he was like, oh, that's a baby gator. They want to eat you, not mate with you. And I was like, oh, even worse. I don't know. I don't want to be mated with or eaten by a gator. But we won't be playing <laughs> this at all. There are any gators. <laughs> that's what I was saying is. I just don't know what benefit having any gator within 10 feet of you would be. And the fact that you keep exploring this either means that you need a career change or there's a secret. I don't know. Maybe life is really miserable and the gators are just going to make it go away. <laughs> but also, I would love to see a video of that. So don't yes. put yourself in harm's way if Brian ever yeah. about the phone. And list. I actually have. One video that I did take of, I went to this Apopka Wildlife Preserve. It's like Jurassic Park. You can drive through it and you just drive 10 miles per hour and there's gators and animals everywhere. And it's literally like Jurassic Park. And I went there and there was a gator and I had my video out and I did it. And he like got up looking around and got up and walked in front of our car and then went across the street. So I have one video. That would be cool. Yeah. Very entertaining. I want to tell you even more stories that'll blow your mind. I think that we've experienced that they're on some of our other episodes, but yeah. I mean, we could probably make this show like three, I could keep you forever, but I know you have a lot of jobs you're working on. I got introduced all this because of Megan. She's introduced me to the paranormal, the psychic stuff. I'm just saying how influential she can be in a positive way. It's great. Just learning about stuff from her and just having this opportunity has been great. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Like I said, I meant what I said. Thank you. So thank you for the opportunity. It was a blast. So fun yeah. to hear about your stories and, and such yeah. great questions. Thank you. And, uh, I hope Megan's still around and not even. Yes, she will be. I'd be worried about the gator. <laughs> I will. I do it from a safe distance, like a car or like a bridge or like a, you know. If Brian's <laughs> around, just put him to the, that's how you put Brian to the test is, right. is you just, you say, hey. He's yeah. afraid more than Megan is. Megan's the one that's... Prove yourself. I could see <laughs> right. Brian punching out a couple of gators. I think he could take... Oh, yeah. A no, he, of, could, yeah. he could take a gator. Um, so. but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for your time as well. And uh, I yes. look forward to next time. Thank yes. You. And so for all of our listeners, don't forget, you can follow Zach on Instagram, Zachary Gordon. And you can listen. You can download his music on iTunes. It's Ladies in LA. Definitely give that a listen because... You will, I promise you, you will love it. And definitely write us, message us, let us know what you think about today's podcast and also about, about Zach and his music. Let us know what you think because we know you're going to love it and his new movie coming out and any, anywhere else that you want to, our, that our audience might be able to find you. TikTok, sure. TikToks, you're huge on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is, yeah. Uh, I think it's Zach Gordon official. I should know that. I think that's mm -hmm. what it is, but is Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. One thing I want to say to all the viewers out there is I treat it as it as it's not, it doesn't feel like work, but I, I take it seriously to answer people that reach out to me and take the time to listen to my music. And if I don't answer you, just know that I'm also human and I'm trying to get through all the responses. Yeah. Bother me a bit. Send a comment, send a message. And yeah, you can check out my music. It would mean the 
absolute world to me. If you listen to the music that I'm going to release, you follow me on my journey. You don't even need to follow me. Just take a listen, shoot me a message. All of that would be appreciated. Just your time means a lot to me. Hope to hear from you, whoever's listening. Hope you resonated with any of the things Jason or Megan or I said, and look forward to hopefully chatting with you soon and maybe see you at a gig when I'm performing in your area. Coming soon, right? Yes, I can't wait. I'll be in the front row. For all the fans (laughs) of the podcast, I will have a live show and Jason and Megan will be there in the front row. So (laughs) you'll be able to meet all three of us at the same time. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure. And we will definitely be seeing and talking to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow Psychic Visions Podcast on Instagram. Psychic Visions Podcast is a production of Electrocast Media. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. If you like our show and enjoy what you hear, please subscribe and give us a rating wherever you enjoy podcasts. And always remember, harness your inner power. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.